Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 10th. 2016. My name is Phil Prosper-Nike. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And we're going to dive right in on this one because uh, we've got a game to recap as well as some other issues to talk about off of that game because once again, the Orlando Magic lay an egg this time at home to the Minnesota Timberwolves and it did not seem like things were getting better for this team. Before we do get into the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, though, I do want to remind everyone that you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those fun places where podcasts can be downloaded and listened to. You can get them automatically on your phone, of course, uh, using iTunes at least. Uh, I'm sure you can do that with the other sites as well. Be sure, though, if you do listen to, to us on iTunes to give us a five-star review. We do appreciate all the love on iTunes. Those reviews do help us climb the rankings, and be sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On podcast network. So let's talk a little bit about this game. The Orlando Magic fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves 123-107, to and boy did it feel like 16 points was generous uh, deficit for this game and this team tonight. The Magic came out and just flat out laid an egg. They're down 10 points by about three and a half minutes into the game. They're down 22 by the end of the first quarter. They gave up 39 points in the first quarter, this game was dead on arrival over before it started. Frank Vogel pulled his pulled several of his starters three and a half minutes in the game, and then not a minute later called another timeout because the team just was not giving the effort it needed. Think about how the Magic played against the Chicago Bulls on Monday, where they were openly talking, we weren't playing with enough effort. We didn't do the things we had to do. We had individual breakdowns that need to be corrected, that we saw on tape, that you know we believe we can correct. All that stuff included, and the Magic didn't get didn't do any of that in this game. They got run out of their own gym, to be perfectly frank. And yes, the Magic did close the deficit. They got it to as low as 11 after trailing by as much as 30. Uh, but it felt like a very hollow victory, like you're grasping for something positive. And, and I do that. And, and the Magic did seem to round some things into form. They did win the second half 60-49, to 49, if that means anything to you. Their offense did begin to click a little bit and get get some and score some points. Obviously, they scored 90 points in the last three quarters, but those 17 points in the first quarter, those 39 points given up, this is supposed to be a team built on defense, and they cannot defend a lick. Minnesota Timberwolves shoot 51.7% for the game, 13 for 23 from beyond the arc, including seven three-pointers, from Zach Levine on his way to 37 points. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins also did their share of damage. Uh, Towns with 20 points, 11 rebounds. Wiggins with 29 points uh, as the uh, Timberwolves' big players and stars dominated the game. Actually, interesting enough, Zach Levine had only a plus six, plus minus, despite scoring all those points. So, again, 
uh, that may not mean anything. The, the The Wolves got up big early. They held on uh, despite another difficult third qu- third quarter for them. Uh, the Magic did come out stronger in the third quarter. That was impressive. They got the ball to Nikola Vucevic a lot more. He led the team with 24 points on 11 for 19 shooting. Alfred Payton had 18 points and 7 assists. Uh, but it all seemed very too little too late. And the reality is, at home now, going down by 30 in a year that you've essentially promised a return to the playoffs, that's going to get a negative reaction. And it certainly did. And the Magic felt they deserved it. We just had every right to boo us. We played terrible. And uh, we're down by a lot. And we weren't playing with enough effort, enough pride, and they had a right to boo us. This is seemingly another opportunity, another frankly, moment where the Magic are going to have to do some soul-searching and figure out what kind of team they want to be this year. And, and right now, they are not getting that job done, and they are not uh, doing the things they need to do to succeed uh, with this team. And uh, Frank Vogel, though, remains very optimistic that they're going to figure this out. Um, he said uh, it's still a very long season. We're not going to overreact to one bad game or certainly a, a a couple of bad games uh, and recognize that there's still a long way to go and that when things click, they click. And this team uh, does have its moments and even had some moments in this in this game where, you know, they, they scored 60 points in the second half. They, they got things rolling. They got a 30-point lead down to 11. So it's not impossible for this team to work. But it is very concerning that there are these continued problems, that this is the second straight game now where the Magic have been blown out and trailed by 30. It's they, it, They've trailed by at least 10 points in every single game except for one this year. Um, they got blown out in Detroit. They got nearly blown out in Cleveland. They made a nice comeback there in the second half. It's a team that isn't doing very basic things that they have to do, and that's the biggest concern for the Orlando Magic coming out of this game and why we're going to have the conversation that we're going to have next on this podcast, and that is about the starting lineup. Uh, Brian Schmitz of the Orlando Sentinel reported on Wednesday, or Tuesday actually, that the Magic were considering a lineup change. I talked about it very briefly because um, I, I just didn't think it was it was going to happen and, and Vogel kind of confirmed at shoot-around that he was going to stick with the same lineup. He wasn't going to overreact to things. But, you know, this is what happened near the time that the Magic made their lineup change last year with Scott Skiles. They got blown out. They got beat up a couple times. They looked a little lifeless, and they needed a jolt of energy. They needed to change some things. And this Magic team, we've all kind of sensed it early in the season, this Magic team needs to change some things. This is We knew this was kind of an incomplete mismatched roster, but you thought you could get around some of it. And the Magic just haven't been able to do that yet. And it's pretty clear, even looking at the numbers, it's pretty clear that the Magic's best bet to become a better defensive team is to start Bismack Biyombo. And we'll have a couple articles in the next few days about what the Magic might be able to do with their starting lineup. Uh, some ideas, it's definitely an interesting off-the-wall idea from one of our writers on Orlando Magic Daily, but um, I believe that this team it doesn't necessarily need Bismack Biyombo to start, but right now he is the best option. And figuring out who to take out of the starting lineup becomes a lot trickier. And I think it gets to one of the fundamental problems the Magic have so far this year. And that is 
Serge Ibaka is not the shot-blocking, rim-protecting, drive-erasing player that the Magic hoped they would acquire. It seems like he's always a little bit late getting into rotation. He hasn't been much of a presence inside. Nikola Vucevic has a better uh, field goal percentage of shots allowed at the rim than Serge Ibaka, and that's something no one ever thought they would say. And Vucevic has been largely good on the defensive end. You look at the numbers, the best lineup that the Magic have with Biombo in there is Biombo Vucevic with the current starting lineup. That's that is that's been a lineup that has its struggles offensively, but is significantly better on the defensive end. And as we said all summer, the offense will figure itself out. The Magic can generate offense somehow, but they need to build themselves on defense and that's the that's the gamble they made, that's the investment that they made. And so far, they haven't done that. They're they're 25th in the league in offensive rating and 29th in the league, I believe, in defensive rating. Those are statistics that signal a team headed to the lottery and probably getting a pretty good draft pick, not a team heading to the playoffs. And the team is 3-5, and five, so not out of it by any means. I think they're 11th in the East, game out of the playoffs. It's early to be looking at the standings, but it's not like the Magic are in deep trouble here. But it is clear they need a little bit of a change. It is clear that something they're doing is not quite working and not quite connecting. And so making a lineup change could free up the defense. It could not. This roster may be fatally flawed, and I think um, it may take another change. And and figuring out the perimeter players is is even trickier than the big men. Uh, someone's going to be unhappy with the big man, of course, because Vucevic has been a longtime starter here, and frankly, he's played well. Uh, Serge Ibaka, you send him to the bench. What does that say about the investment that you made in him by trading away Victor Oladipo? That certainly does not look good. The optics of it are not very good for the Orlando Magic, and but they're in a situation where they're trying to win now, and they're not. So how do you fix that is the big question, I think, for the Orlando Magic right now as they decompress after this game against the Timberwolves and begin to think about Friday's game against Utah Jazz and even further beyond. They've they've got to pick up some wins and gain some confidence again, and, and, and they haven't quite done that yet. Um, so I I don't know if we'll see a lineup change before Friday. Um, I think it's, it's very, very possible that we do, but I'm still not sure. I'm still very not sure. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And like I said... That brings us to, I guess, what I think is really one of the big fundamental issues of the Magic so far this season, and that's Serge Ibaka has not played up to expectation levels, has not played to the level that the Magic expected when they acquired him. It's hard to say why Ibaka struggled. It really is. Um, He just has not been in the spots where he needs to be um, all the time. He, he just 
isn't getting where he needs to be. And a big reason that the Magic acquired him was for his rim-protecting abilities. Those numbers have been going down for the last few years. Um, His defensive metrics have gone down. His blocks per game has gone down. His rebounds per game has gone down. And I think a lot of us kind of, at least the Magic seem to assume that a big chunk of that that was because he was less engaged offensively. He wasn't engaged in the game as much. There were more stretch fours pulling him away from the basket. Uh, But they saw in the playoffs what he can do when he's fully engaged. And it worked. The Thunder, the Thunder nearly beat the Warriors. The Thunder beat the Spurs playing that way, and Ibaka was a big part of that. He still has it in him. And we see flashes of it throughout the season so far. But the numbers, and we're eight games in, so it's not the biggest sample size yet, but the numbers suggest Serge Ibaka is really struggling in this category. Teams are shooting 62.3% at the rim against Serge Ibaka. Nikola Vucevic is better protecting the rim at 57.1%. Ibaka still getting his blocks 1.1 per game. Um, that's not bad. It's not not elite, but it's not bad. And you know, Biombo's at 1.6, so you know they're both getting their blocks in and they're they're contesting shots. But Ibaka has really struggled on the defensive end. It's he struggled in help side rotation. He struggled with rebounds. He's at five rebounds per game, as well as 13 points per game. So that's about what he did last year. And then defensively, teams are shooting. It looks like 45.3% on him overall. And that's 53.9% on shots less than 10 feet, 59% on shots less than 6 feet. This is not the Serge Ibaka the Magic signed up for. Even last year, even last year, teams were beginning to score on him a little bit more, it looks like. But... He was still a little bit better. Or you hoped he was better. The question, I guess, that the Magic are having to answer or the Magic are having to deal with is, is Serge Ibaka done? Was he really toast when the Magic picked him up? And that was a big question that that, that people had uh, about Ibaka when the Magic picked it, when the Magic got him. They took a risk. I mean, no doubt about it. I still get questions about this. Did the Magic lose that trade? And and I think if Ibaka plays the way they did, they absolutely lost that trade because they gave away you know two valuable assets uh, for a for one year rental that didn't pan out. But it was to me, it's still worth the risk because of what Ibaka could be. Now, if these signs were evident uh, and the Magic were blinded by playoff performance uh, or or whatever. Then yeah, maybe maybe Ibaka wasn't the right risk. I mean, well, we'll talk. I think I'll talk a little bit more about uh, the Oladipo reunion on tomorrow's show uh, as the Magic take on the Oklahoma City Thunder on Sunday. But this isn't the Serge Ibaka the Magic signed up for. This isn't the Serge Ibaka the Magic need. And I don't know if it's injury. I don't know what his issues are right now. But the Magic need Serge Ibaka to play at a higher level than he's currently playing at if they're going to achieve their goals and make the playoffs this year. That's that's the bottom line. And so hopefully that Serge Ibaka isn't gone and hopefully he, he finds it soon because the Magic need it. 
Well, that's going to do it for today's show. A little bit of a quick show here. Just uh, not a, you know, some, not a lot to, to dig into with, with the game uh, being a complete dud and, and being very similar to Monday's game. Hopefully, uh, the team will begin to figure some things out and, and look a little bit better in Friday's game against the Utah Jazz. I'll have a complete preview of that game coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, so be sure to check us out then. I'm also doing. I'm also hoping to do my weekly mini mailbag, so please send me your questions uh, for the weekly mini mailbag. You can do that on Twitter at Locked On Magic. You can also do that on uh, on Twitter at OmagicDaily. Just use the hashtag Locked On Magic. Uh, you can also contact the show on Facebook. Please like us on Facebook. Search Locked On Magic. I'll, I post some interesting links uh, for things that I discuss on the podcast, as well as other things going around the Locked On Podcast Network as well. So that's your Twitter feeds are at Locked On Magic, at Omagic Daily, and like us on Facebook as well at Locked On Magic. Uh, thanks everyone again for listening. Uh, the Magic once again fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves 123-107 to over at the Amway Center. I will see you all tomorrow to preview the game against Utah Jazz. For Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.